Hey, welcome to the program. Episode 19 of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Friday. That's pretty good, right? Weekend ahead of us. There's a lot on the agenda today for us to cover. The first two segments today we're going to spend speaking with Representative Angela Romero, represents District 26 here in Salt Lake City. We're going to have a fascinating conversation about a pair of bills that she will be running during this year's legislative session. We did the same thing yesterday. We spoke to Brad Daw. He had a pair of bills. And I let me tell you a little bit about my background. I Years ago, during the 2010 legislative session here at the state, I was one of the interns. Each legislator is assigned an intern, and it was my job uh, to to do and assist uh, uh, Carl Wimmer when he was a legislator up there at the state. And um, uh, in fact, uh, coincidentally, a little bit of trivia: Carl Wimmer that year had two interns. Uh, typically, it's just one, unless some of the leadership folks have more. Uh, but most of the run of the mill legislators have—I uh, shouldn't call them run of the mill—they're not run. They're very important folks. Uh, they each have a single intern, except for Carl Wimmer during the 2010 legislative session. Two of them, uh, myself. And I served alongside, uh, as an intern, uh, Candace Perucci, who right now is uh, the state's youngest uh, elected uh, legislator. It, kind of interesting. A little bit of trivia. Anyway, uh, so further on in the program, we're going to talk uh, about uh, some of these Iran sanctions we heard this morning from Secretary of State Mike Pompeo alongside the Treasury Secretary. We're going to see what exactly these uh, these sanctions will do to Iraq uh, and uh, rather uh, Iran and what uh, the nature of them. Uh, may be what uh, what the administration hopes might come of them. Uh, later on in the program, fascinating thing, you remember we've been talking pretty heavily about this tax reform uh, vote that was cast up at the state legislature. Uh, well, now there's a referendum uh, being headed up by former state representative Fred Cox. Well, the grocery store Harmons has gotten involved. Uh, on Saturday, they're going to be uh, hosting some of these signature packets. We're going to speak to the president and CEO of Harmons, uh, ask him exactly why this grocery store has decided to get uh, involved politically in this fashion. Uh, it's not just a place uh, to buy groceries anymore. It's now a place with uh, a position. Uh, but again, this segment, uh, we're speaking uh, with Representative Angela Romero. Uh, Representative, I'm grateful to you for being here in studio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You uh, have already introduced a, a few bills. We're going to talk about two of them this morning. The first one deals with uh, the... Will you explain it to us first, please? Tell us about H.R. 90. H.B. 90. So HB 90 would take the exemption away from clergy in, re- in regards to child abuse. So th- there are circumstances in various religions where the ecclesiastical leader is in a circumstance where they're speaking with, uh, w- with congregants. And if, if, that, if, a, if a congregant, uh, someone speaking, meeting with their ecclesiastical leader, if they confess uh, a crime of child abuse, there are protections in place, essentially, which wouldn't require uh, that ecclesiastical leader to report that to the police. They're not necessarily, in that circumstance, a mandated reporter. Your piece of legislation would like to change that? Yes, my piece of legislation would change that. So that individual would have to report the person who's confessed to them that they've violated a child. So the the bishop or the priest or the rat, whoever is hearing this information, they would be exactly. uh, much like a teacher or a nurse or a doctor, someone, a mandated reporter. They would need to bring this information to the authorities. Yes. Why do you care about this issue? 
Well, I've been working on these issues since I was elected in 2012. My first session was in 2013. And in 2014, I passed a bill, um, HB 286, Child Sex Abuse Preventative Education, that um, allowed schools to do um, preventative um, child child abuse sex education. So not sex education, but child abuse. Sure. So just um, how to protect yourself. Um Throughout my career up at the legislature, I've worked on sexual assault, child abuse, domestic violence, human trafficking. When I started in the legislature, our human trafficking grade was like an F by um, organizations that track that. And now we're at an A grade. And for me, this particular issue, it's been... um, struggle for me because I of my religious upbringing I'm Catholic and I I understand that sacrament within my church but at the same time when I open the newspaper and I um, hear from victims that have been sexually abused and I see how institutions not just religious institutions but institutions cover it up it's very alarming for me and so for me I, I really feel like a spiritual leader or an individual within a position of power when somebody um, confesses to them or shares with them that they're violating a child, I think it's really important that they have the same responsibility that a doctor or a, a teacher or even a psychiatrist. If you're sure. you're going to someone and you tell them you've committed something, it is their duty to report. Right. Uh, just so we're clear, this deals with religious leaders currently, doctors, teachers, all the same. They can sometimes encounter evidence of abuse from, say, the victim or a third party. In those instances, everyone uh, goes and reports to the authorities. Exactly. Your piece of legislation deals with the alleged offender making the confession to their ecclesiastical... Well, he is an offender, or she is an offender, if they say, hey, I did this. Sure, sure. Uh, Fine. Um, So it would... Your piece of legislation would require the reporting of of that type of information uh, of all these folks. Now, let's get back a a moment to, to, say, a Catholic priest. There are... There are elements, sacraments, as you phrased it, within the faith that uh, prevent... Uh, or at least uh, prohibit the disclosure of any information that is uh, divulged yes, if you in, went the, in the into confessional confession. booth. Exactly. Talk, talk to us about that, because that's a, there's a conflict there. There is a conflict. And um, I received a, a email yesterday from uh, someone who practices Catholicism and told me I had to repent. Mm. And that I was um, violating God's law and that I would see. So uh, I understand how how important those sacraments are because I was raised in a, a strong I'm, my family's Catholic and I have two aunts that are Carmelite nuns so I understand Catholicism very well And um, but for me I, I understand that sacrament but as a public servant and as someone who's to represent all Utahns my concern is about our most vulnerable individuals in our community which are children the argument that has uh, arisen, and, and this debate has played out in California. There were efforts similar to this in California. The Catholic Church killed it at, in California. Yeah. So, so the, the protections for the, the confessions disclosed by offenders such as these uh, made to Catholic priests in California, those priests are able to uh, to withhold that information. In fact, uh, their faith would prevent them from, d- d- from sharing that with authorities. Uh, so when I... When I first came, uh, became uh, aware of this issue, if I'm honest, I didn't realize I didn't realize that there was that uh, prohibition. I didn't realize that that there were faiths that had just blanket uh, uh, prohibitions on the disclosure. And of I did, and that's why I've 
been conflicted about this. And the, the, the conflict for me, as I hear it, as I hear this issue defended, is that there are certain religious rights that we have, uh, those rights protected by the Constitution. Exactly. And as well, there are other rights to life uh, that should be enjoyed by children and everyone. And so the right to safety and the right to, to not be abused by someone else, uh, the way I see it, is competing uh, with, the, with the right to practice your religion. Uh, yes. But it'd be your assertion that uh, the, the rights of the children uh, ought be prioritized here. Exactly. And this law has been passed in other states. Red states, by the way. Texas. Yep. And um, for, for me, it, it just is the right thing to do. And I hope I at least get a hearing on this and we have an honest conversation about this because at the end of the day, when a child's sexually abused, it doesn't only traumatize that individual. And many times when someone's a victim of child sex abuse, they don't share it with anyone and they don't share it until they're in their 40s. And it impacts their entire family, not just them. We're speaking to Representative Angela Romero, represents District 26 here in Salt Lake City. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. I have a few more questions on this piece of legislation. Uh, and then you have another bill, uh, which I want to hear all about. That's next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.